my faithful and loyal <coughs> readers and the listeners. Welcome to another segment of Verse of the Day. And today's verse comes from Romans 5, 6 through 8. And it says, you see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died <coughs> for us. So we can be sure of God's love, since he did so much for us when we were helpless. We were ungodly, we were still sinners, and we were his enemies. Jesus died for that kind of person. The word translated here for is the Greek preposition Hooper used in a substitution context. So which means Jesus died in our place, not instead of, but in place of. God freely chooses to love us and by doing so <coughs> confers worth on us through our faith in him. And today's Bible readings are Deuteronomy 29 through 30, Luke 11, 37 through 12, 7, Psalm 78, 1 through 31, and Proverbs 12, 19 through 20. So that concludes our verse of the day segment. <coughs> now we are going to move into the 96th segment, day 96 of our Through the Bible in One Year segment. And today's focus is on Luke 12, 4 through 7, which says, I, says this, <clears throat> I tell you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, and after that can do no more, but I will show you whom you should fear, fear him who after your body has been killed has authority to throw you into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them <coughs> is forgotten by God. Instead, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. So in today's passage, Jesus tells us whom we should fear as followers of him. And as in Jesus' followers, we must remain in awe and total 
reverence of God's majesty, his holiness, and his justified anger and judgment against sin. Such an attitude will help us understand and relate to God's character, and it will bring us from stumbling in rebellion against him and bringing and bringing disaster on ourselves. However, some Christians, some of those, some of us that claim to be Christians, there's a better way to put that, may want to believe that the fear of God simply means to have awe and respect for God. But that is not the case here. While it is true, while it is true that Christians do not, that we as Christians do not have to live in dreaded fear, particularly of God's judgment on unforgiving, <coughs> unforgiven sin, and can be secure in God's love. This passage warns us to walk holy and with the right perspective <clears throat> me, <clears throat> uh, the right perspective of him who after the killing of the body has the power to throw you into hell though this reference points it points to final judgment recognizing the possibility recognizing that possibility possibility that, that after the body is dead, that you could possibly, potentially be thrown into hell, should certainly keep us from walking in rebellion and missing out on the life God has for us. So does that that if you are a Christian, if you are actually saved, if you have accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life, that when you die, you can be, you will be sent into hell or thrown into hell because you have rebelled. The answer to that is no. So that's not what we are talking about here. Not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about here is those who claim to be Christians. Right? But who are not actually Christians. On the inside, they're Christians. On the outside, who are still doing these things. So they live in fear of what others will think of them rather than living in fear of what God can do to them. And finally, for Christians living with a, for those of us as Christians, living with a proper perspective of a holy God should bring comfort and cause us to rejoice in His love, care, and power to guide, protect, and provide for us. See, if we're living in that proper perspective, then nothing 
these people who think that we should fear them can actually do anything to harm us. They can kill our bodies. They cannot kill our souls. Because when the body dies, the soul lives on. It will either live on apart from God, or it will live on with God. And what determines that is the choice you make before your physical body dies, before this mortal shell that is the outward shell, the outward that casing for the soul dies. So when we have a proper perspective of the holy God that we serve, then it brings us comfort because we know nothing that the world throws against us can destroy our souls. It causes us to rejoice in his love because we know that we are so deeply loved that the, nothing the world against us could ever change that it causes us to rejoice in his care because we know that we are cared for and the nothing that the world can do to us will cause that care to change and it causes us to rejoice in his power to guide because there's nothing the world can do to us that will change the fact that he is able to guide us he is able and willing to guide us <clears throat> cause us to rejoice in his protection because there's nothing the world can do to us to take his protection away from us and it causes us to rejoice in his power to provide for us because again there's nothing the world can do change the fact that God will provide for those who are living in according, living in accordance with the way that he has set forth for them to live. So the question you have to ask yourself from this passage is this whom shall you fear whom shall you fear will you fear God or will you fear the world that's the question you have to ask yourself and it's the question that you have to answer truthfully for yourself and tomorrow's Bible readings are Deuteronomy 31, 1 through 32, 27, and 12, verses 8 through 34, Psalm 78, 32 through 55, and Proverbs 12, 21 through 23.